Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it could be worse. I could be out in a lean-to having to, like, <laughs> kill other creatures for my survival, just yeah. like the gray. That yeah, w- to punch a wolf in the face. That would yeah. undoubtedly be worse. Yeah, I know. The good news is worse. a wolf can't punch you in the face back. So if they were playing by actual boxing rules... It's got claws. Yeah, but that clong is totally illegal in boxing. Yeah, you yeah. probably would win the rounds, but you might die before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a really strong sense of honor, so they probably would abide by the rules. <laughs> Morning, mates, it's and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 130. We have now done as many episodes as the designation, after the letter C, of course, of the four-engine turboprop military transport aircraft designed and built by Lockheed Martin that has been used in countless combat civilian and humanitarian missions. Speaking of things that offer a bumpy ride and a slight, slight queasy feeling, this week we're talking about A Caress of Twilight. <laughs> by Lauren K. Hamilton. This is the second book in the Meredith Gentry series. And, and this episode has been sponsored by Nancy. Thank you so much for purchasing an episode, Nancy. Thanks for making us read. This is a, this is a good find. I mean, I didn't like it, but sometimes I'm like, it's just amazing when people, like with Cool Dog, where I'm like, this is a kind of bad I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this like, is well played, Nancy. I did, well not know, played. I did not know there was a genre called fairy horotica. <sighs> <laughs> There were a lot of things I did not know about before I listened to this audiobook. <laughs> well, let's get all into all of them in just a second. But first, I need to introduce you to today's panel. I am your host, of course. My name is Alex Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, and here's our panel joining us today from San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Alex, I'm getting really weak. Can I bite you for a while? Uh, I will give you a small blood offering, no flesh. Ah, uh, can I negotiate up? Will you promise to immediately like the other thing if I say no? <laughs> yes. Good. Also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In our Portland studios, it's Chris Smith. I really want you to come to my party. No, come to my party. Really? I'm sorry, I'm getting another call in the mirror. We'll talk later. Also joining us from Chicago, Illinois, it's Sarah Hathaway. My hair is like spun rubies. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so heavy for you. I know, right? Good thing I have fairy strength. Yeah. And slightly larger than average breasts. <laughs> <laughs> what is, I, I, the thing about spun rubies is it's like a voice like wind chimes. Like, I, it doesn't actually seem like it would work. It doesn't yeah, sound I can't, good. I can't picture that. That's like Bozo the Clown Red. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, I, I, just so you know, Sarah, we all, as you know, we, we've had you on for all the, uh, uh, the Twilight episodes, and this one, totally unrelated to Twilight, but since it had the word, we had to have you on board. You know, it's it's a, a dubious honor, uh, but I gratefully <laughs> accept. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you are our resident summarizer for your free yes. recall and your dulcet tones. Yes. I would like you to summarize A Caress of Twilight by Laurel K. Hamilton in the style of a fairy princess, but no using glamour. That's rude. <laughs> Probably not falsetto. That would get annoying. Yeah, wouldn't it, though? Just try to Oh, stun- God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I was like, Mary Gentry. 
is a fairy princess. Oh, could you summarize like uh, like the the old world guy they met in the hospital? Oh, with the vaguely Scottish accent. Yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah. this like the shrunken Man guy. Gentry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mary Gentry is a fairy princess working as a private detective in Los Angeles, California. As people are out to kill her, she also has five bodyguards and a pet goblin as roommates in her tiny apartment. One day, a human working for a goddess living in Hollywood comes to the agency looking for help. The goddess invites Mary over, and they go to the house, and she tells Mary that the fairy king, Mary's uncle, who is crazy, is also sterile. And that's a big secret. That's very dangerous knowledge because the king could get dethroned and people are probably out to kill all of them for saying things like that. Later, they check out a murder scene in another part of Los Angeles where a bunch of people got killed by the ghosts of gods or something like that. The king, Mary's uncle, this crazy guy, calls her up on the bedroom mirror and really wants Mary to go over to his house for a feast or something in Illinois and is being kind of creepy about it. Her guards have to puppy pile her so that the king can keep uh, off, you know, the the magic. Anyway, moving on. Apparently, there's also this magical dude that they find that summoned all the ghosts that killed those people in Los Angeles. Oh, just, you know, sorry, pause. Just right there, before you get to that guy, is the moment where I was like, I'm not actually convinced these five stories are going to come together. Nope. At that point in the book, I had no idea if she was actually going to try to wrap these up. But then they find a Scottish goblin. <laughs> and he says, I, it was me who summoned the ghosts. And it was also me who was somehow responsible for this thing called the Nameless being loosed. And it's a big bat and it's a monster and it, it's kind of like the end of Akira. And um, so they have to fight the Nameless. And there's guns and there's swords. And uh, they get into a flying V and they win. <laughs> And almost everybody gets wrecked, but Mary saves the day with her special fairy powers, and everybody levels up their magic at the end. Her special (laughs) super gross fairy power of, I can make you explode blood everywhere. (laughs) Okay, but useful in this thing. It's like, someone's like, oh no, I got a paper cut, and then just like, (laughs) all blood. (laughs) Well, but did she need it to be actually already a wound, or could she do it just in any case? It needed a pre-existing wound. Yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, like, you have, like, like little, like, you know, cuts in your mouth probably all the time, so, like, oh. anyone ever could die. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was the plot, and then between every sentence I said, she fucks some magical being. <laughs> this is, so, if that was the movie, we listened to the softcore porn parody of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, uh, instead of making fun of it, let's start with a compliment sandwich. That's how we do the show. Uh, we like to start and end with a compliment to sound like fair and legitimate criticism. Sarah, you have the right as the guest this week, as the special guest, to go first or last in the compliment round. Which do you prefer? Uh, I'll go first. Please do. So, you know, most other books make almost too much sense. (laughs) (laughs) So I really appreciated the bold choice to just keep piling on stuff. (laughs) How do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, it's not just the basic premise that fairies are real. It's the idea, like, True Blood style, where fairies are 
out of the fairy mound, if you will, <laughs> and wandering around in real life. And it's not even just that. It's that they have to have day jobs. And it's not even just that, but they also have to have babies all the time. Yeah. And there's also court intrigue to deal with. Yeah. And all of these separate mysteries. And, like, everyone's eye color is really important to know. <laughs> and people still wear matching shoes with their skirt suits. Yeah. And, and it also matches their bras and panties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just, like, the level of, of detail and exposition and world building in this book was somewhat staggering. And I kind of wonder what the first one was even like. Yeah. So let's let's just zoom out a little bit. Yeah. So there's all of magical creatures, okay? They're all and real. They're all real. So goblins, little brownies, uh, fairy people, all that stuff. Brownies are real? Like the movie Willow. Yeah, she's part yeah. brownie. Yeah, like the movie Willow, not like the baked dessert. Oh. Yeah, of course brownies are real. Though, right? I had one the other day. Uh, what about brownies without walnuts? Are those real? Yes, those are still real. <laughs> those are better. Yeah, really? Without walnuts? Yeah, I hate, uh, hate nuts. Uh, okay, anyway, so you've got all all magical people. Then there's the, the she, which is S-I-D-H-E, mm-hmm. and that's all of the highest fairy people. So fairy princesses are she, and the king and queen of the fairies are she. And they, they have two You're courts. You're just trying to divide us. You're just trying to... It's class warfare is what you it's, want. It's stratified, all right? It's trickle-down magic. <laughs> um, and uh, and then the, the she are divided into the seely court and the unseely court. Seely is all glamorous, and unseely is... Uh, not as glamorous, and our hero Mary is the princess of the unseely court. This is not helping. All your like, this is the same problem I had with the book. Is I was just like, how does everybody get to have fifteen designations? Yeah, everybody. Because then also in the real world, you know, uh, Mary lives in L.A., so she's a P.I. And then she lives with the queen's bodyguards. And there's this thing where she could be queen if only she could get pregnant. Yeah, which means that she just has a rotating schedule of which combinations of her bodyguards she's trying to get impregnated by That's on right. any given day. Because apparently night. fairy people really hard to get pregnant. You gotta fuck them for like a year. It's kind of like the um, it's like the, like the the suicide approach to um to mixing sodas. We're just like <laughs> let's just get them all in one place. Yeah. and see how it goes. Well, that actually gets to my compliment, because I really liked the way uh, that she had everybody trying to impregnate her. I thought it was a great twist on the on the old mythology about becoming a king. It turns out whoever can put the sword in her stone gets <laughs> to be king. Oh. <laughs> Lots of people put their swords in her stone. Yeah, They it, just gotta... She has a rotating schedule arranged alphabetically. Yeah, among her bodyguards. And everyone gets to sleep with her. Except two of the bodyguards decided they'd rather have double the chance... So they decided to have threesomes on both of their nights. Yeah. Um, Which is amazing! I mean, I just think, <laughs> you just took my compliment, so... <laughs> oh, no. No. Is, is there any better way to arrange it besides alphabetically? Like, I was saying, like, I was going to say, like, maybe in terms of, like, size would be good, but she describes every single one as surprisingly long and thick, so I don't really know if they may be all <laughs> yeah, the same. Yeah, she's constantly surprised. Like, yeah. past a certain point, are you all just like, oh, it's, right, it's, it's, a, it's a romance novel? Right, yeah. well... Yeah. Or or erotica, yeah. yeah. They well yeah because every time she has sex with somebody, they fill her in places she didn't she'd never been filled before. And like, at some oh. point, you're gonna run out of places, baby. <laughs> you're just it's bubble yum by now. What if uh, she arranged oh. them in like chromatic scale because they're all <laughs> like a different like strange color that you don't normally find in people? Oh, I like the meant, penis I color wheel, chromatic like. Oh no no all of them. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, uh, 
uh, Chris, did I steal your compliment for real? Yeah, and uh, uh, can you go to Ezra for Yeah, Ezra, come up with a compliment, please. Okay, this is a compliment uh, to me. Well deserved. Basically, I'm super good at surviving, it turns out. Like, um, <laughs> so th- this book was 12 hours long, and my brain, in order to like get through it all, uh, was able to, to uh, consume the audiobook at three times speed. Wow. So I got through it in four hours. <laughs> wow. And uh, and you didn't miss a thing, I bet. I didn't miss a single thing that was important. <laughs> yeah, there's so much fucking in this book that has nothing to do with anything. And if you thought listening to fairy fucking was weird, listening to chipmunk fairy fucking is weird. <laughs> well, congratulations on being a survivor. I mean, I think that if uh, if the zombie apocalypse is made entirely out of sped up annoying books, you're definitely going to win. <laughs> I mean, I'll still go crazy, but I'll understand what's going on on the way. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations. Uh, next, last compliment, Chris. Uh, my compliment is for uh, the end game of this book, where <laughs> they just have to fight something. Um, because I had been listening to these people just carry on for so long that watching them get their asses kicked by some vague monster fulfilled so many of the fantasies I mean, that I had. I mean, literally vague, as in they couldn't see it. They couldn't They couldn't see it, and it kind of had arms, kind of had tentacles. They knew it was And big. then as soon as, as soon as they could see it, she said, how do you describe the indescribable? Oh my gosh, that's like one of my literary pet peeves. Me too. When they're like, it was so awful, I cannot even tell you how awful it was. That's yeah. You hear some parts of it. Or like he said, with an unreadable expression. Yeah, what? No, tell me what it is. You're a wordsmith, supposedly. (laughs) Your one job is to describe for me the thing that I can't see. Go. They already call it the nameless. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a shape. Seriously. uh, Yeah. It doesn't have any powers. It's just all powerful. Yeah. The nameless is such a cop out too. That's like all those untitled paintings. Well, I thought it was going to be a Voldemort thing, right? Kind of yeah. a him who is, must not be named. The nameless is loosed, and it's like you know this guy is like. And his Duh-duh. his name is really just kind of awkward. Yeah, I was thinking like Batman, but magical. And um, <laughs> do you not say Batman's name? No, no, no. Just that he would look like Batman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Super. say his name. He'll come here. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> oh, no. No, Batman, no. A is calling your unknown name. Goodbye. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into it, then. Let's do our uh, normal segment today. Today, our hate segment is called Rock, Hater, Scissors. So just in case you're confused, haters destroy bad writing. Bad writing crushes popularity. Popularity drowns out haters. <laughs> That's totally good, dude. It's totally good. Yeah, that was uh, that was Christopher Ames. Thanks, Christopher. Uh, so, in any order, what is your hater? What is your scissors? I okay. So I have a hater um, here. This is a narrator hate. Mm-hmm. The narrator pronounced the word forte as fort. Mm. Yeah. You else catch that? Where she's like, yeah, that wasn't really his fort. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> I made like... such a strange face. People on the L looked at me like they were worried. <laughs> there's, a, there's another mispronunciation also. Um, so I was actually reading along with it because it was three times speed and I couldn't really cross this all the way without some help from you know, words. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so uh, there's a character named Siobhan, which is you know spelled S I O B A H N, and it's pronounced it Siobhan. No. <laughs> yeah, right. No. And with all the other like Celtic vocabulary in this book, you think she would have taken the time to have like Mac talk say that to her? It's <laughs> <laughs> like. I like the way when she, because she did, I think this makes up for her mispronunciations, is the way she seemed to relish the sex scenes when she was describing them. I thought she sounded like she was having fun. Yeah, she did, but like, that was, uh, those were just so uncomfortable anyway, because usually I did not support whatever was going on, <laughs> because not. like, all of them were, okay, so, so like, when, when the, the darkness guy has sex with her, he's like a, a werewolf, of course, and like, almost kills her. <laughs> And yeah, then, like, head bodyguard. She's just fucking for the first time, because why not? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, God forbid you have any sort of tension that's not released in this book. Any platonic friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she has no platonic friends. Like, even the ones who are kind of friendly, like Reese, who's the funny one. Like, <laughs> she still just sleeps with him all the time, too. And then her pet goblin guy, who's yeah, like four feet tall. platonic oh. goblin pet. <laughs> she <laughs> sleeps like, with him maybe by accident, but by the time it started happening, she was enjoying it. I mean, here, here's my issue, though. It's like, you know, you ever hear the saying, like, uh, when all you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail? <laughs> when all you have, all is, a you have is a slutty vagina. An empty <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like, it's like, we have to fix this. I know. We can have sex with it. <laughs> That's yeah, the I only guess way that, they like, know. so much of it was kind of, like, borderline, like, roofy sex, I guess, kind of, like, <laughs> like because she had the, the, like, fertility right one that was all, like, oh, nature, ooh, let's do it, nature, and then there was the one with the tiny fairy guy sucking on her finger while the <laughs> goblin pet had sex with her, where she was, like, being glamoured, and then the one with her, like, head bodyguard was just because she was curious. <laughs> so, okay, I just want to clarify, because we've had two different points coming from you guys. For a little while, it sounded like you were upset that there was so much gross sex. And then for a little while, it sounded like you wish they had described more of the balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not I guess, like, you, you know, if you're going to do it, like, let's get some... As, as long as you're, like, dipping your toe in that gross water, let's just, like, describe it in huge detail, you know? Like, if, if we're going to hear so much about what everyone's living room layout looks like, what kind of suits they're wearing, and what color their eyes are. I also want to know, you know, how it's all hanging down there. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the motion what, in the ocean like? Wait, like, you got? You mean, like, you want, like, her to bust out a magnifying glass and describe the contusions? And, and I just want some topiary, like, description, at least. You know, what's the what's the shaping like? What's the general <laughs> You think that's yeah. funny? Like, fairies, like, sculpt their... They're pubes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're very vain. You have to, and you have to compliment them on it also. Otherwise, it's very rude. Very rude. <laughs> well, that's like, something. Green knight has has the green carpet. Oh yeah. yeah. He already has green chest hair. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Sarah's right though. We should talk about maybe the 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 rudeness and fairydom. Yeah. The the arbitrary fairy culture. The politics. Sure. Go ahead. Somebody start. <laughs> so a lot of the exposition in this book has to do with this like fairy realm, which also, by the way, fairy court is based in Illinois, which kind of fascinates me, because I was like, where could it be? Is it in Lyle? Is it in Winnetka? Like, thinking about where it could possibly be, because I'm sure it's in the Burbs. Boys Town. I think... No, 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 it's probably in Boys Town. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh, guessing it's actually just in a potted plant in somebody's backyard. (laughs) The whole court is actually a very small stature. 
But it's just so weird that there's so much... She describes so many of their, like, cultural mannerisms um, that seem very, very arbitrary, like that you have to be polite at all times, and... But you could be naked. Oh, definitely. And sometimes the queen will ask you to have a threesome in front of her over the video phone. Yeah. And it's rude to say no. But I mean, like, I think it's always rude to say no. I don't think that's really just a fairy thing only. Like, if someone, if you're naked and, you know... <laughs> and you're on the video phone. Yeah. And, and your your aunt goes, hey, hey, I want to I see you guys fuck. I, w- I want to see all three of you. I, I need some cheering up. <laughs> say no. You know what would make my day? <laughs> Why you guys get it on? I, the thing is, this is all done on on these the mirrors, which are which any uh, basically any shiny surface, but they can like video phone from mirror to mirror. And the problem is, you guys, what you don't understand is just that we don't really have cultural norms around video phones yet. Mm. We don't really understand what's rude and what's not in a video phone. So, asking for people to bone for you is very could be a very polite normal thing on video phones i don't have an iphone i don't have i don't use the facetime maybe that's a thing well it wouldn't be called facetime then if that was the case junk time probably junk time yeah yeah junk time is the other is the the equivalent I, i don't know maybe this is just like this is an iphone morality that we live with now yeah get used to it the other thing that was interesting, so there's all this talk about babies um, throughout the book. I presume some of it's because it's still in part of romance novel, but um, they, they talk about how all these these fairies have trouble like reproducing, and then in the Seely Court, the like golden like day court, if they have a baby that's like not perfect looking, they ditch it like 300 style. Yeah. And then like the other court, same way I like, ditched 300. I walked out right in the middle of it. <laughs> is this is not formed. I will push it off the ledge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then like all the the babies that aren't perfect get adopted by the other court. Oh, it's the land of misfit toys that have sex with each other. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, I gotta think the land of misfit thing. toys had had a lot of the sex. They could not. Oh yeah, that like that that gun that shoots jelly. Absolutely. <laughs> That cowboy who rides an ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the debate team. It's like these are people who are not having sex other places, but they all get together, and there they are all sexy. <laughs> I resolve that we must solve our virginity problem. Well, I, so here's something I really hated that I wanted to mention was uh, uh, this whole thing with getting uh, what's his name's genitals fixed. Galen, Galen's genitals. Oh no, 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 it wasn't Galen. What was the one that was fading? The goblin was fading, right? Keto. Yeah, it was jammed out weird sickness, and the only solution was to fuck him. Well, no, here's my Fuck him back to life. Here's my (laughs) problem. That worked. There was also this solution that you could get from the demi-fay. But all of this is so stupid, right? We know how to bring him back to life. You just go, I believe in fairies. Yeah. (laughs) I believe in fairies. And then he stops fading. No, because that was the sound that they made while they were... (laughs) (laughs) There's a difference between this and this. Oh, I just assumed it sounded like wind chimes. <laughs> you hear some wind chimes? Wait, do I hear fairies fucking? The sound of wind chimes poking. Every time a wind chime rings. <laughs> a fairy gets an erection. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Oh. 
This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in a poorly described place near Los Angeles. Hi there, I'm Fairy Princess Meredith. Here at the Grey Detective Agency, we solve a lot of problems, mostly through sex and biting. <laughs> Teriyaki sauce? Why not? But while this works great most of the time, there are drawbacks. A little to the left. Yes, my princess. There's syphilis, rabies, ghost crabs, all of which I have right now. Ooh. Frost, can you do something about those ghost crabs? So, finally, I discovered a better way. At audiblepodcast.com slash readitandweep, you can download a free audiobook on almost any topic at all. How to treat a bite wound, go to the doctor for antibiotics, and Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence Ghost Crabs. Right, Ghost Crabs? You're a true friend. <laughs> audiblepodcast.com slash readitandweep. Watch out for ghost crabs. <laughs> <laughs> That was a ghost crab walking around in crab <laughs> shoes. I'm in studio so I could see Alex make tiny little crab hands. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. So I had a, a, a game idea for you guys. Oh, yeah? Ooh, that we yeah. kind of touched on a little bit. But do you want to play Mary Boff Kill with her bodyguards? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except they're immortal, so it's Mary Boff and then in capture forever. Yeah. Well, it'll turn Mary into Boff, ghost. Make a hungry ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Cause to fade. Okay, so there's Doyle, the captain, who is actually black. Horsecock. Uh, there is Frost. Literally from a horse. Who has one eye, but is very pretty. No, that's, uh, Reese has one eye. Frost is just gray. <laughs> oh, Frost is gray. Sorry, Reese has one eye and is pretty. Galen ha- is vaguely green. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know, I do not see color. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have, yeah. that is not an issue for me. The green, gray, yeah. black, doesn't matter. Keto is barely mentioned in this book. He's the goblin. No, He's Nico the goblin. is the goblin. No, no, Keto's no, the goblin. Okay, Keto's the goblin. Keto's the tiny barely mentioned. Oh, Nico, barely mentioned. I, their names, I mean, it's like uh, flip and flap, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, <laughs> the the Tappet brothers? <laughs> the Flappet brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and those are the guards, right? I would uh, say, I gotta, Kyoto makes me scared. I just don't like biting. Yeah. 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 Little goblin guy. Okay. So I, you're gonna kill him, or make a hungry ghost out of him? I don't know. Maybe I marry him for the uh, for the the war pact because I want the goblins on my side. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's a good one. Politics. The yeah. other one that we can kind of <laughs> mention, I think, is um, Sage, who's the little demi fay with butterfly wings that sucks on her finger and makes her orgasm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and Sage, you gotta remember. Also, he's he, he's described a, as the size of a Barbie doll. He's with, a Barbie doll size. But then later, his special power is that he can grow to full size, and I think it would be super fun to sleep with someone who's Barbie doll size like once or twice, but then make them be big no- other times. It's like Tink in the movie Hook. Yes. Yes. Oh. I'm almost positive that she sleeps with Sage in one of the later books. Like, how could she not? You know, it's yeah. like Chekhov's rule of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> it must go off. <laughs> yeah. A very penis is mentioned early in the show. I want to. Uh, I think I'm so far. I'm boffing Sage and I'm marrying Keto. So who do I get to kill? Yeah. I think I kill the green guy. Yeah, green green pubes. Be like a field of broccoli when you take off his pants. Can't handle it. Oh, gosh. 
Uh, it's field. Get a little teriyaki sauce. <laughs> Sprinkle it on there. You can put some cheese on. It tastes a lot better. Uh, just pour hot Velveeta all over his crotch. <laughs> no, he just got it back. <laughs> all right, those are my three. Who are you going to go with? Uh, I think I would... Um, it's actually in direct contradiction, but I think I would marry Galen because if he was my childhood sweetheart and if he made stew every night, mm, like stew that sounded pretty good. Um, I think I would boff uh, well, everyone, <laughs> but most, mostly Doyle um, because that sounded like it had some potential for some like scary, fun hide and seek uh, <laughs> sex games. He like yeah. chases her around the room, growling like, at her. His first thing is run, <laughs> and like they're in a they're in like a like an eight by ten like bedroom with barely right. enough room for a dresser, and she's like, uh, "What?" And Where? he's like, "Run." Yeah, I assumed he wasn't scaring her. I thought he was just like really into athletic girls. So just like, <laughs> run in place, or maybe he was like telling her about it, like her stockings. He's like, "There's a run." There's there. a run in your stockings. <laughs> swear to me. <laughs> yeah, probably. Also, he had some body piercings, which is just kind of cool. Um, compared to the other guys who who were all like a little bit too like pretty sounding for my personal taste. Yeah, Doyle had a nipple ring. Yeah. And even which... worse, with when it caught the sun, the nipple ring winked at her. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's up, Meredith? Wink. That's what she said. Uh, I would. Um... I'm gonna. I, I would marry Frost, because marriages should be cold. <laughs> <laughs> also, that'd be a good name, Chris yeah. Frost. Yeah, exactly. I would be Mrs. Frost. Mrs. Christopher Frost. Oh. Um, and I. Uh, let's see. I would kill the little goblin guy, because he he creeped me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't think that Mary should have dependent relationships like that. Mm. Um, it's, it's like it's like a barnacle or something but he like lives under her desk while he she's working and like fondles her legs yeah that's that's not great kind of fun no, kill kill him kill yeah him. kill him <laughs> <laughs> kill him and let's just uh let's fuck uh reese because he got one eye he could he could use the pity fuck oh you okay. know what though i would maybe kill him too though because like <laughs> there's she... six i want to kill all of them <laughs> yeah I want to boff everybody. But, like, Reese was supposed to be the funny one because he was really into movies and pop culture. But what that translated into was him, like, singing, like, the song to Jag while they're looking at piles of corpses. <laughs> I mean, and- Harmon Rab is an excellent fighter pilot and a pretty good <laughs> Why I wanted her to sing, like, We're Off to See the Wizard when they went to see a princess, which is not the right song at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I agree with you. Kill him for thinking he's funny. If I can weigh in, mm-hmm. I'm going to marry Reese, I think because um, he is a noir film buff. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think that's a pretty good thing to do. You, you, know, like, you, want, you want someone to marry who you have similar interests. He, he seems um, to have a hobby besides fucking. Yeah, right. He used to be the god of death. His legs that's go like, all that's the a good way to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> he has voluptuous lips and, a, and eyes that say bad news. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I want in my partners long term. That's that's earning potential. Um, I'm gonna, I think, have to. Ah, uh, okay. I think I'm gonna fuck Keto because because yeah. nobody. Which one was Keto? Was Keto the, the goblin? He's the goblin. He's the goblin. Here's the thing. I think because I think if someone stays around for that long, 
You've kind of earned it. <laughs> he's four feet tall and has the, scales on his back. The key to your yeah, but he's like persistent, is, and I want to I want to reward that. Your your bed is like an iPhone store on the first day. You're like you just wait in line forever, and you get in. That's all you. That's what you like. You just want people to. And there's no four G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, you just want you want people to wait a long time. That's all it takes to get to you. Yeah, your pants that's, your that's pants exactly. are like a club. <laughs> yeah, we uh, got to be on the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, and I'll, I'll kill uh, Nika because I don't remember anything about him. Well, since we're here, can <laughs> so we just recklessly kill somebody? <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> he could have been the. Or- you should have made an impression while you had the chance. <laughs> since we've done that, can we marry Boff kill the other royal, the other royals? Oh, yeah. Okay, so what are they? Wait, oh, this is something we haven't talked about. They're stupid titles. Yeah. 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 The, the king of light and illusion, right? Mm-hmm. There's the queen of air and darkness. Who's uh, her, mom, her mom is like the princess of... Uh, like, Post peace was and, one of them? And, yeah. And, and, and chewing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of toast and... And masticating. Yeah. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Princess of rain and umbrellas. And <laughs> <laughs> she has the hand of umbrellas. She <laughs> <laughs> can form an umbrella anywhere Every, where there's already an umbrella. Everybody gets the go-go gadget umbrella coming out of the top of their head. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I think, like, I would have to... Oh, jeez. I, I would... I, I think I would... Um, Mary, uh, the King Tyrannus, the King of Light and Illusion, because mm-hmm. like yeah. if you ever got bored, he could make you something. <laughs> and I would, I would boff like a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Mm, but also, if you I displeased think... him, he might release the the nameless on you. Which is a pretty That's shitty true. thing to do. It's kind of abusive. Yeah, but you don't plan on displeasing <laughs> him. Borderline abusive. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it depends yeah, on your definition. Well, it's it's unnamed, so it's hard to know. <laughs> I think I would buff Prince Kel. Mm. The what? other heir to the throne that's locked up in a place that may make him crazy. Currently being tortured to, to craziness. Yeah. By the way, if you're not following the names that we're saying, neither are we. <laughs> this book was really confusing. Actually, I'm following better than you are, which is weird. I'm normally the one who's the worst with names. Uh, well, so and then that leaves you with the. Uh, yeah, I would kill Queen Andeas because I want the throne. All right, so yeah. Here's mine. Here's mine. I think I think we kill King Tyrannus because he's just reckless, and I can't I can't risk it. Mm. And then uh, we marry Queen Andeas because she likes to cover herself with naked bodies whenever she's on the phone, and that's amusing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we boff the King Goblin because he has a parasitic twin with fully functioning genitals. Oh. So why don't you, why don't you describe that? <laughs> Small but fully functioning. I forgot about that. That's part of the book. She's on a video call with the King of Goblins. And she like she talks about how it's so you know, it's really rude to not greet people with their full titles and everything. So she's like, Hello, King Goblin, slayer of enemies, long live the throne, blah blah blah. And then she says, he also had a parasitic twin that was like legs, arms, part of a face, and fully functioning genitals coming out the side of his body. And she specifically mentions that his genitals are fully functional. And then never talks about this person again. <laughs> to be fair, we were How wondering. You know? <laughs> yeah, wh- why is that necessary to mention? And then if you do mention it, it's clearly there's a backstory. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely Chekhov's goblin penis on that one. Yeah. 
Seriously. And the the way the way Chris uh, when we were talking about it earlier off the air, Chris the way Chris described it to me was like King Goblin, Jeremy. <laughs> 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 time for the second half of our compliment sandwich where we go in reverse order of our opening discussion so that means ezra is going to be second chris you are first that's right uh i like that they all live in a comically small apartment so they have six (laughs) people six and a half people counting the the goblin guy and um they all live in a one-bedroom apartment and she gets to fuck one or two people a night which means there are four or five people Sleeping on the futon sleeping in the, on the living room. Futon. And, like, they're making food, and there's, like, all these parts where it's like, oh, nope, you're in my way. Yeah. Oh. Hey, we were looking to each other's eyes uh, because I started to have feelings for one of my bodyguards, but then everybody else was like, hey, you're in the way. I got to get to the fried rice. And, then- and like, <laughs> I just, like, there was a practicality to it that fairy, being a fairy princess doesn't mean, you know, uh, be, not being grounded. I like that at some point they got in an argument over the cleanliness of the apartment, and they're like, they paint a line down the middle. They're like, this is my half of the apartment. You stay on your half, but then when they have sex, they have to do it on the line. Yeah. <laughs> and the line has to go through the bathroom. So there's... Yeah. Oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ezra, what is your minor compliment? Um, I mean, I can't really be that mad at a book that has this line in it. Um, so Mary's... At the end, Mary's like, well, why aren't I pregnant? Why aren't I pregnant yet? We, tr- we have to try harder, that's all, Reese said. Galen nodded solemnly. More sex. We must have more sex. <laughs> By the way, sorry. Sorry, just just to back up a little bit. I mean, there were also lines like, so when the goblin has sex with Mary and he, he discovers he has magical powers, like, wow, he really came into his own. Uh, <laughs> also, I think the goblin was the one that after the first time they had kind of sex, she's finished and he says, I declare myself satisfied, which is a great yeah. way to end sex. <laughs> It's really the only legitimate way to, to end sex, I think. Anything else? Hear ye, hear ye. I need to get this declaration of orgasm notarized, please. Only <laughs> <laughs> move on. The notary's also sleeping with you. So <laughs> I'll be there in a second. Yeah, Dealing with these ghost crabs. Ooh. <laughs> All right, uh, my minor compliment is... Uh, I like that the, in her thoroughness of creating this world... She uh, uh, she went ahead and created racial slurs within the within the Fey community. So at one point, somebody is like taking like is getting ready to renege on some negotiations they had, and she goes, "Are you you wait you pixied this deal?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now I did not know the Everybody's pixies. super racist. We're racist against pixies, which I'm going to try to start saying. I think that'll be fun. <laughs> Stop pixie me here. I don't want to get pixied here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, you're really brownie in this situation. <laughs> you're being a real minotaur here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. I think that was the pot calling the kettle a minotaur right there. I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last compliment from Sarah. Uh, I really liked that even though Maeve Reed is the golden goddess of Hollywood, she's still not as famous as Julia Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> How could you be? Yeah. I mean, was she in was she in uh, Ocean's Eleven? I don't think so. I didn't. Was, yeah, just... was she the worst part of Ocean's Eleven? No. 
It was just such a delightful little aside when they're like, well, we had to, you know, park our van outside of Maeve Reed's apartment so we could check out what was going on, but at least we didn't have to deal with paparazzi. If this had been Julia Roberts, we'd have had a real issue. <laughs> you're, you're using, you've used magic and glamour to get where you are in Hollywood, and you couldn't beat someone as unattractive as Julia Roberts? She's got those twins, though. They're adorable babies. Oh, when you say the twins, I just assumed... No. 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 Top set of teeth, bottom set of teeth. Oh, you assumed oh. the vestigial twin growing out of her shoulder with full functioning genitals? With working genitalia. <laughs> That's like the sticker on it. It's like, as seen on TV, now with fully functioning genitals. <laughs> that also has a delightful laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like wind chimes boning. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking... It's about that time of year, so we wanted to do another uh, sort of epic book. So we're going to be talking about The Iliad, part one, next week by uh, Homer Simpson. So if you guys go and check that out, we will be... uh, You can get that on Audible. It's only, it's only 17 hours or so, 16 hours. Yeah. So uh, definitely go check that out, and uh, and we will be back again with you next week. And then after that, shortly after that, I think we will have the return of sponsorships available. So if you have something you've been jonesing for us to do, stay tuned for more details on how you can force us to do that using just the power of your money. <laughs> so thanks again to Nancy for sponsoring this topic. <laughs> yeah, Nancy, I hope, I hope you enjoyed the show, Nancy. We appreciate you sponsoring it. Uh, I hope... Uh, I hope you don't make us do the first one or anything else in the series. Uh. Nancy, please don't read any more of these books. So this what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, good call on the book. It's bad, but... Please stop. Yeah, please Let stop. Let us go. <laughs> Let my people go. All right, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. You guys are very welcome. It was fun to do uh, not regular Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, fucky fucky Twilight. Yeah, I mean, at least there was a surplus of that for a change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of those if you can balance them out, it might not be a half no bad tension. book. <laughs> <laughs> One of those good problems. Uh, awesome. Well, we really appreciate having you back. We will talk to you again soon. And thanks as always, Chris and Ezra. Oh, of course. Sarah, do you have a, a plug you want to do? Yeah, well, as always, I am performing around the city. Um, you can come see... Of Chicago. Yeah, of Chicago. Uh, you can come see my team Freak Table perform at the playground a couple times a month. And my IO team Meridian perform a few times a month as well. So is Freak Table new? Uh, I've been on Freak Table for about four months now, but that is... Uh, it's a newer team, yes. All right, well, that's it. We'll be back again next week. Everybody, please uh, take a second, rate us on iTunes, give us uh, some feedback if you want at facebook.com slash readitandweep or at read-weep.com slash contact. We would love to hear from you. Talk to you later. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) The tiger in tap shoes. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.